Well, Merry Christmas to you and to your family. This season's a great season for us to gather together. Um, that's my mic, isn't it? <laughs> so, uh, as you're here, maybe you have some friends and family with you, and it's a delight to have you here. And I know um, for some of you, uh, we're not passing a plate to do an offering tonight. So if you're a guest with us, please be our guest. We just want you to feel ecstatic to be here. We're going to worship a little bit more here in a moment. And I think we're going to have a very tender moment as we uh, celebrate candle lighting and what the symbolism, what that means. And we'll lean into that. Uh, I do want to tell you that I invite you to be a part because maybe you're on the outskirts. You want to know a little bit of what we're doing with our Christmas offering. And so this year we are kind of, remember we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Elements Loves Ecuador. And we are in the process of working together with Pantano Christian and with Move City down in Sierra Vista and a couple other churches to launch a brand new church and build a church slash community center in Playa, Ecuador, kind of in the southern tip of Ecuador, and that within a year or so, we'll be taking some short-term mission trips down there. In fact, next spring, we're going to sponsor 200 kids from that particular town, from that region that we're supporting where we're building this building. And between the three or four churches that are partnering together to do this, we're going to sponsor those kids. And maybe six, 12 months from now, you'll actually get to go see the building you built and to meet your kid that you're sponsoring. So we're really excited about that and invite you, if you feel led, uh, to give in a couple different ways. You can give in boxes here or you can give online up to the 31st tax credit, all that kind of stuff. So invite you to be a part of it. We are really anticipating some great relationships with Pastor Mendoza down there for the next decade as we work with their church. And anticipation is something that is so much a part of this season. It's so much a part of what awaits you in just a few hours What will meet you in the morning when you awake? Anticipation. Anyone ever felt anticipation? How many kids are here? You are anticipating some good times in a moment, maybe in a couple hours, and maybe you have to go get through dinner uh, with family, which is crazy. But then you get to maybe open one gift tonight, if that's your treat, or maybe tomorrow morning you wait for that. Anticipation is so much a part of our whole existence in life. And I got to see it on display this week on Monday as we went to this place. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Peter Piper Pizza. Anyone ever been there and survived? Live to tell about it. Okay, so we were there, right? And it was our our kids and my nephew and just all these other kids that I didn't know, and they were all over us. And so we were there, and then it's a magical place with lots of toys and stuff where you you spend twenty dollars and you win something worth twenty cents. It's amazing, um, and you get these tickets. But then every so often, there's a bell that rings. I don't know if you've been to this particular magical place that I've been to, but this carousel exists behind this locked gate. And when the bell rings, children from even outside across the street run in and they gather and they form this misshaped line outside of the locked gate at this place called Peter Piper Pizza. And they stare at the carousel awaiting entrance into this land. Maybe you have felt this way at Disneyland before. And you've been there, you're like, it's a magical kingdom. And you're outside, right? And you're waiting with anticipation. Maybe this is something else that you have in life. And so here's these kids, and they await the magical person who will come behind the steel door with the magical key to open the gate. And then all of a sudden, the carousel turns on, and people are fighting over what plastic horse they're going to sit on and what fish, which I don't, why don't you, why do you have fish? I don't know. But uh, so it's this carousel exists, and anticipation is so much a part of that moment. And it's so much a part of Christmas, really. 
if you think about it. You think back to the silent night that we're going to sing about in just a moment as we gather in this space, as we gather in this time to remember a silent night. But realize there was 400 years of silent nights that existed before that as humanity anticipated God doing something. And yet it seemed like God wasn't doing anything. And yet we learned early on in this series that even when God seems silent, He's never absent. He's always at work behind the scenes. And then suddenly, humanity is woken by angels announcing. Remember what they said? Luke chapter 2, these words. And then there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their sheep at night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, until the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you what? Good news. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people tonight, today, in the town of David. A Savior has been born to you, and He is the Messiah, the Lord. For years, anticipation, something that built... See, anticipation, when it's left unchecked, when it's never met, it's, it's kind of haunting, it's kind of deflating. But when anticipation gets exceeded... It's something more. It's like showing up and lining up for a carousel and actually winning tickets to Disney World. That's an exceeding of your expectations, isn't it? And humanity waited. God, what would you do? Would you give us a plan? Would you send us an email? Will you give us a memo of how we work our way to you? No. In that moment, on that night, in that one moment of history, today, In the town of David, not a self-help plan has been given to you. A Savior has been born, and He is Christ. He is the Messiah, the Lord. The crescendo of God's story happened that night, this night, that we gather to remember, and that we gather in a space to lean into in the hustle and bustle of the season that you have to endure, that I have to navigate as well. What Brian said earlier is... Just catch your breath and remember that the reason we're here is because a Savior was born. A Savior was given to you. He is God with you. He is Emmanuel. That you don't live life alone any longer. That you don't have to navigate it by yourself. You have God with you if you choose to look to Him. He is God for you. He's not a God who's against you. He's not a God who looks down on you. He's not a God who ignores you. He's a God who is for you. And you needed that. And I did too. It wasn't about humanity trying to work their way and do enough for God. It was God saying, my love initiates first. And I'm sending a Savior. And if you will look to Him, you will have life with me again. He is a God who's for you. And he's not only a God who's for you, he's a God who wants to work through you. That yes, Jesus came to save you. And yes, Jesus came to have a relationship that create an opportunity for you to have life with God and to walk this life with God. But it's also more than that. It's for you to actually become a partner with God in the story that he's writing around you and the story that he's writing in our world that he gets to work through us. You individually, us as the church, representing him and shining his light. It's shining our, our light through our good deeds, pointing to our great God. It's, it's God working through us. 
It's all because God gives us. That at the very core of the scriptures, it's God saying, I love you. And because I love you, my love goes first. And I choose to love you and I offer an opportunity. In fact, God doesn't give in order to get. God just gives to give. And that's what the scriptures and the story of what the scriptures, the Old Testament and the New Testament, weave together in the crescendo of Christmas is God gives to you, friend, an opportunity not just to have life with him, not just to have your sins forgiven, but to be able to partner with him in the story that he's writing in you and through you, the story he's writing in this world. And he wants to give you more and more grace over and over because he loves you. God just gives. That's the beauty of the Christmas story. The one we gather to celebrate tonight. The one we gather to sing about. Is that God is with us. God is for us. God wants to work through us. And God just gives. Because it's who he is. And you don't have to attain something. And maybe my question for you simply is this. You have anticipation about a lot of things in life. And here's my question. Do you have anticipation for something better? Because maybe you sit here tonight and you've come with a family member and they've just kind of drug you here and and I hope they treat you to a really good dinner afterwards. But maybe is there a longing in your heart to say, I just, I anticipate, I want something so much more. I've wanted other things so much more and I've I've actually gotten some of them and they, they didn't fulfill me. They didn't satisfy me. And I've had other longings go unmet that I just longed for and I wanted and I anticipated and I desired. And the question very simply is, do you stand in a place this Christmas where you wish for something more? Then let me invite you that maybe it's actually available. And maybe Christmas actually shouts that truth loud and clear. That what you've been longing for and what you've been wishing for and what you've been looking for and searching for is actually available and attainable. That's why Jesus came in a manger. Why? Because this is good news, not just for a few someones, but this is good news for everyone. And when you come in humility like that, you're approachable by any and all. And that's the invitation of Christmas. That those who are searching, those who long for something more, that I think God says, it's right here. It's what Christmas shouts about. That life with God is available. It's available to you. It's available to me. And maybe you sit here and you've never really came to that place where you wanted to choose that. It's a decision. It's not a prayer you pray. It's not something magical like that. It's actually a decision of your will and of your heart. To say, I'm tired of doing it my way. And I want to try something different. So here's my invitation to you tonight. If you're anticipating wanting something more, then try God out. Because he's a God who wants to give you life with him. He's a God who wants to be with you. He's a God that wants to work through you. And he's available. Romans talks about it like this. If you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. It's really that plain, that simple of an invitation. And here's my uh, invitation to you tonight, is take God up on that. 
If you have questions about that, we'd love to be a church that helps people in their spiritual journey, to help them take next steps. I bet there's people sitting around you that you know and that you're connected to that would love to have conversations with you on a spiritual level. This is great anticipation about gifts. I hope you get wonderful ones. I really do. This is great anticipation about family and friends gathered. I hope you have a blast in your conversations. I wish that for you tomorrow and tonight. But this is an opportunity as well to say, God, I'm tired of doing life my way. And I want to start off this Christmas season and into 2015 doing life with you. And I want to surrender my heart to you. And I want to implore you, if that's you, to make that decision and to tell a friend that you did. Or come tell us. Let us be a church that celebrates with you. God's with you, friend. He is for you. He wants to work through you. And God continually wants to give you grace upon grace upon grace. And isn't that good news? That's why we gather tonight. We gather in the light of Jesus. So in a moment, we're going to continue our service, celebrating this notion, this, this powerful truth that God is light, that he sent Jesus as the light of the world to shine in a dark place, in a world in existence, in a humanity that's addicted to darkness. Jesus shines. That's what we celebrate at Christmas. It's what we lean into to realize that Jesus said, I'm light for you. And I'm light for me, and I'm light for you, and for you, because we each individually need it. It's not just something that my parents do. It's not just something that a family member does. It's something I have to choose, that I need Jesus. And so I remember that he is the light of the world. I also remember that he invited us to be. He said, you are the light of the world. You shine in your good deeds, that it points people to your heavenly Father. And so as you have your candle, why don't you take that out at this point, get that ready. And in a moment here, we're going to light candles and we're going to sing Silent Night together. And as we do that, we remember not just that this is light for me individually, this is light for you individually, this is light for all of us as a community. And when a community shines bright, it really captures people's attention. So tonight, as we lean into this, Jesus is the light of the world. And he said to you, you're the light of the world. You shine in such a way that people see your good deeds. And they praise your Father in heaven.